in the summer of 1947, a beloved zoology professor from Penn State University went missing. Despite a massive month-long search involving hundreds of concerned students, law enforcement officials, and state college residents, the fate of the vanishing professor remained a mystery until his body was found hanging from a tree less than four miles from campus in a place that had been thoroughly searched before. On Tuesday, June 2nd, a feeling of anxiety permeated the campus as students prepared for final examinations. This feeling only intensified later that afternoon when Dr. Vernon Haber failed to show up and give his zoology class its final exam. Murmurs spread through the study hall. Had Dr. Haber fallen ill? Had there been some kind of accident? Had the exams been canceled at the last minute? This was completely out of character for Dr. Haber, who had been a member of the Penn State faculty for 24 years. The last anyone had seen of Dr. Haber, the 59-year-old associate professor was on his way to lunch. He would never return. A neighbor, an insurance salesman by the name of C.S. Rocky, reported seeing the professor shortly before noon in the vicinity of the college dairy barns, which appeared to be his last documented movement. A few hours earlier, he was seen shopping alone downtown by the wife of a colleague. He had left his home at 8 o'clock that morning and went straight to his office at Freer Laboratory to work on an entomological paper. He left the laboratory about 30 minutes later. According to his wife, Julia, the professor often liked to spend his free time hiking in the mountains and exploring the woods, studying the insects and birds. Some wondered if this could be just a case of an absent-minded professor who became fascinated by something he encountered in the outdoors and lost track of time. But this could not have possibly been the case, however. When last seen, Dr. Haber was wearing a plain gray business suit, blue striped shirt, and brown shoes. He carried no money, and his car remained parked on campus, just where he had left it. As it grew late into the afternoon with no signs of the professor, the anxiety on campus grew into alarm. A volunteer search party was formed, and hundreds of college students combed the surrounding woods and farmlands. By nightfall, firemen and boy scouts armed with flashlights headed to the Barrens, a rocky and rugged two-mile stretch of the Nittany Mountains. The state police and local law enforcement focused their search on the borough of State College, hoping to glean a lead. The following day, three airplanes and bloodhounds from nearby Rockview Penitentiary joined in the search. Despite the urgency and panic, there was a pervading sense of optimism on campus that the beloved professor would be located safe and sound. After 48 hours of constant searching, that sense of optimism began to wane. By the end of the week, the professor's brothers had arrived in State College from their home state of Indiana to join the search efforts. The Haber brothers, along with the professor's wife, offered a substantial reward for information leading to his whereabouts. As for motive behind the disappearance, everyone was stumped. Dr. Haber wasn't known to have an enemy in the world, nor was he believed to be harboring any dark secrets or involved in any scandals. He did not drink, smoke, or gamble. 
This led his wife to conclude that he had been a victim of amnesia. The chief of police shared Mrs. Haber's belief and indicated that Vernon Haber might be roaming the Nittany Mountains in a confused state, not knowing where he was and not understanding how he had gotten there. As so often happens in such cases, police investigated every lead, no matter how far-fetched. A truck driver named Charles Bright told authorities that he had seen Dr. Haber walking along the road near Catanning, more than a hundred miles west of State College. Bright told police that the man appeared to be acting peculiar. A married couple from Titusville swore that Dr. Haber had eaten breakfast with them a few days later, and that they were impressed by the man's scholarly air although their visitor wore a blank, dazed expression on his face. The man said he was on his way to Spartansburg, near Lake Erie. After it was learned that Dr. Haber was not only a 1914 graduate of Ohio State University, but that he had a sister living in Ohio, a westward trek didn't seem out of the question. The state police issued dispatches to Crawford and Armstrong counties, but the man in question could not be found. On June 6th, it was reported that Dr. Haber might have had some deep dark seekers after all. The Sun Mary Daily Item wrote, A member of the zoology department has been quoted as saying that he could tell volunteer searchers something, but he won't because it might upset things in his zoology department. The man refused to expand on his statement. Penn State faculty, on the other hand, vigorously denied rumors of any friction within the zoology department. By the end of June, the search had fizzled out. Photographs of the missing professor were printed in newspapers across the country, but leads were scarce. It was as if the man had vanished into thin air. Mrs. Julia Haber was the only one who continued to cling to the hope that her husband was still alive. She printed out descriptive flyers by the thousands, distributing them to every state. 3,000 flyers were mailed to sheriffs from Maine to Alaska, and thousands more were mailed to radio stations. She tracked down former colleagues of her husband in Arizona, California, Colorado, and Mississippi, and mailed hundreds of flyers to them as well. She telephoned pawn shops all across the country, asking to see if anyone had brought in any of the items that he had carried on his person the day he vanished a gold pocket watch, a monogram silver belt buckle. And then came word from Blair County on July 13th that a man matching Dr. Haber's description had been found dead at the edge of a game preserve. It appeared that the man had died several weeks earlier. Dental records later revealed that this man could not have been Dr. Haber. This news must have been a great relief to Julia but this relief would be short-lived. On August 12th, a student named Harry O'Connell was on a berry-picking expedition with his brother-in-law, Harrison Lyon, near Rockview Penitentiary when he spotted a pair of shoes on the ground. Looking up, he saw a badly decomposed body hanging from the upper branch of a tall pine tree about eight feet off the ground. Clifford Scheckengrost, 
of the state police substation at Rockview was the first to arrive on the scene with his two deputies. They notified Captain Philip Mark, chief of the campus police, who identified the body through papers found in the dead man's wallet. Coroner Charles Sheckler immediately stated that death had been caused by strangulation. It's definitely a suicide by hanging, the coroner announced, adding that there would be no inquest. Julia Haber, however, found it difficult to accept the coroner's theory. There were just too many things that didn't make sense. She could not think of any reason for her husband to take his own life, and hadn't that very area been searched extensively and repeatedly by hundreds of volunteers? Surely the stench of a rotting corpse left in a summer sun for weeks on end would have attracted vultures, buzzards, and other birds of prey. And how could such a short, middle-aged man of such a slight build, Dr. Haber was just 135 pounds, hang himself from a tree eight feet off the ground, while wearing dress shoes and a business suit, no less? No, this explanation just did not make sense to the bewildered widow. Things also took a strange turn when the finders of the body filed a joint claim demanding the reward money from Mrs. Haber for finding the body, well before she even had a chance to recover from the shocking news and plan a funeral for her beloved husband. Despite his 24 years of service to Penn State University, Dr. Vernon Haber scarcely received a worthy send-off. He was quietly laid to rest at a cemetery in Buffalo, New York, where his wife had been born and raised. They had met at Cornell University when Vernon was a PhD student, and Julie Mosell was a member of the college faculty. They were married in December of 1919. Sadly, the secret behind the suicide of Dr. Haber remains a perplexing mystery. What exactly happened on the day of his disappearance? Was it rope that he had been searching for when a faculty member's wife had seen him shopping downtown that fateful morning? And if so, what made him leave his laboratory after just 30 minutes? Could it have anything to do with the secret that one man refused to divulge to the press? A secret that would cause a major shakeup in his zoology department? A secret love affair, perhaps? It is interesting to note that Julia's name is etched in granite beside Vernon's name on a grave marker they share in New York, although the date of her death is left blank. Did Mrs. Haber discover something that made her change her mind about being buried alongside her husband? It is an interesting thing to ponder. And where had he gone between the day of his disappearance on June 2nd and the discovery of his body on August 12th? Obviously, he couldn't have been hanging from a tree the entire time. The area had been combed by hundreds of searchers. Could he have gone to Indiana or Ohio to visit somebody? Could it have been Dr. Haber who stopped for breakfast in Titusville along the way after hitching a ride to Catani? Perhaps even sadder still is the fact that State College has done precious little to preserve the memory of Professor Haber. No dormitories or libraries bear his name. No tributes appeared in the local papers after his death. Yet Vernon Haber left his mark in his field of study. In May of 1937, Time magazine published a short article, Salt vs. Insect, highlighting Haber's discovery of Epsom salt as a powerful insecticide for killing the Mexican bean beetle. His 1926 study of the Carolina tree frog 
is considered one of the earliest and most important studies of the species. Something.